Welcome to episode one of the Numo podcast. This is your host, Taylor Murray, and I'm excited to join you on this journey of whatever it looks like. And part of this is I just have time on my hands, but really, this is actually something that's been on my heart, kind of floating in my mind for months now, and it's it's kind of reached a pinnacle in the last few weeks. As I'm recording this, it's early April, and we are experiencing something that we've never experienced in not only the world and in culture and in life and in politics and all of that as it relates to the coronavirus, but this is also something in particular in Christianity and in the church that is really, really unique. I've been in church my whole life. I've grown up in ministry. My parents were youth pastors, and I grew up in church land. Church was all I knew when I was 13. My family started a church in Maple Valley, Washington. At the time, it was a town of about 7,500 people. And we moved out here. I was the youth group. It was me and my youth pastor playing uh, Nintendo 64 games in my basement. And I grew up with that, grew up in youth group, played drums, became a youth leader, went off to Bible college, came back. Within months, my youth pastor left, and I began to transition into the role of the youth pastor And over almost the last 11 years, my wife and I have been leading in youth ministry, and it's been a wild ride. But I I know in my short 35 years of life, I've never navigated something like this. I've never experienced uh, living in a world where not only my world was shifting majorly. I remember when I was 13 and my world shifted from everything I'd known in my church and my life, my school, my friends was getting pulled out from under me, and I moved to Maple Valley, going into eighth grade, middle school, bad time to move, and I'm experiencing this massive shift in my life. Like right now, there's this profound uh, feeling of everything has just changed. Everything has shifted, and we don't even know what that looks like, but we are all feeling this reality. Nothing is going to return to what we've known. There's no more normal. I heard it said recently, normal was never a thing. And that's sort of true. But the reality is, is everyone gets in a groove. Everyone feels like they're in this place of, you know, there's, there's life and things are normal. And there's sort of predictability to the things that you're experiencing. And you plan your day and your years. And you've probably, like some people were saying, yeah, we, we've always thought there would be a pandemic. But... I can't remember the last time I was in a conversation with a person where they said that we are assuming that any time now a pandemic will come. We are now living in this place where something that we probably never thought would come has now come. And yet as we look back, we are realizing that there were so many things that were in effect writings on the wall that pointed to this is going to happen. I would liken it to this idea of plate tectonics. And I don't remember much in school as as it comes to, you know, geology or whatever it is, the study of the, the plate tectonics. But I, I was thinking about this because there's been a seismic shift in, and I'll say in particular in the church. Now we could relate this to the entire world and to everybody's life and family and politics and all of that. And that's true. But I'm going to speak specifically to the church. 
there's been a seismic shift. And when it comes to this seismic shift, it's not going to shift away and then shift back. But in actuality, this is a shift that is going one direction. And what has happened is it has shifted from what we've known and it is now currently moving away from what we've known into something entirely new. So this idea of plate tectonics means it's the, it drives the rock cycle, which is the constant process of the renewal of the Earth's crust. And I was thinking about that idea that in the, in the shifting of the, of the plate tectonics, the things that we thought were permanent are now drifting. Like, think about it. There are things that five, six weeks ago, you could have looked a year, two, three years in advance and thought, yep, that's probably going to happen. Here's probably where I'll be. These are the things that will probably be going on. This is the president that will probably be in office, which who knows what that will look like. But the things that we thought were permanent are now drifting. And on the flip side, the things that we thought would never come are now colliding with our current reality. It's crazy. Now, this is necessary, even if you think back to what we just read, that plate tectonics is the rock cycle or the the constant process of transformation and renewal of the Earth's crust. Not all of this is bad. This is actually a good thing. It's a necessary thing. I believe it's a God thing. Now, that doesn't mean that there are not negative consequences. The most important being the lives of people. Even if you look at this virus, I mean, that's a big deal. It's an important thing. But when it comes to our response, how we relate it to life and leadership and ministry and church and following Jesus, this is a good thing. Renewal is a good thing. It's a necessary thing in order for us to continue and to live beyond ourselves and to see God do the work that he desires to do. There's a process of renewal that is so important and necessary. But that renewal means the dying to the old so that you can embrace and come into the new. So this is important. And what has happened is there's now a feeling of our stability is gone. But if you really think of it in the scope of life, and in particular in leadership, and in, uh, I guess you could say, in church, and in Christianity, and in ministry, that there is at times a sense of an, an illusion of stability. And what we do, and I'll, be, I'll say I, I'm guilty of this. I've experienced this in seasons of life. I'm, I'm again experiencing it now in this season, where we have a, a time and a period where things in ministry are rolling. They're jiving. We have good events, and then we have another good event, and we have all of these initiatives and these this camp and summer camp. I mean, it's a highlight, and we're even finding out right now that our facility is shifting gears. And so, like, there's there's this sense of we look at the season of ministry, and it's like, wow, everything's great, and I can't wait for the next few years. And we get comfortable in that, and we we basically plant our feet on this ground that is actually constantly moving without us even realizing it. And what can happen is you can, it moves so incrementally. I believe, I, if I remember from school correctly, 
that the te- plate tectonics, they shift about an inch every year. And that inch every year is not felt, but that inch over hundreds and thousands of years is seen and felt. And what I think has happened in the church is our feet have been on two plates. Our feet have been on two plates. And what has happened is they've moved slowly enough that we slowly, without even realizing it, just keep adjusting our feet and pretending that it's not going to speed up, it's never going to sh- you know, separate too far, and we're always going to be okay. The truth is, we've been on faulty ground the whole time. And when I say that, I don't mean that we shouldn't have been standing. What I say is that we should never depend where we're standing now, assume that it will always stay there. It's not always going to stay there. It will not always be easy. It will not always look the same. And the truth is, is that we're moving at a faster pace now than we ever have before. So things will be shifting time and time again. If your church is like my church, the last five weeks have changed more than they have in the five years previous. And part of that is certain things that we ignored and and didn't address and didn't look at and didn't lean into that, you know, some other churches that might have had the budget or the foresight did. And yet we find ourselves in the first week we did live streaming was one way. By the next week, we had learned so much that we did it different. And then by the next week, we had learned so much that we did it different again. By the next week, we look back on that first week and we laugh at it. And it's not because it was bad, but it was because there has been so much shifting that what we've learned to do in the, in the positive sense is we've learned to shift with the shifting. Because we need to realize a couple things. One is shifting is constant. Shifting does not stop happening. And what I think the church needs to learn in these days is not that shifting is bad. It's not that you need to learn to shift with it and then refine your footing. No, it's not that. It's actually that we just need to get used to the shifting. When we get used to the shifting, it's actually a lot more fun because what we'll do is we'll catch up to the movement and the momentum. And if you've ever been um, a skater or you've been in, you know, maybe it's rowing on, you know, I don't know, on the lake or whatever. I've never done rowing, don't want to. But what I know is that when you get in the rhythm, when you get in the pocket, And when you start moving, you can actually get ahead of it and exert less energy to get further momentum and to get faster. Why? Because you've caught up to the rhythm of it. And I think what what God is trying to get us to do is to break off routine and to set into rhythm. And the rhythm is stepping in with the the pace and the movement and the shifting. And that's the hard part is the shifting is constant. So we got to get in the rhythm with it. But the second thing is shifting sucks, but it's not bad. And that's what we need to understand is that as we shift, as we shift our, our momentum and we step into that rhythm, we actually start to appreciate the shifting. The third thing is shifting destabilizes things that shouldn't have been standing. And here's the picture that I had. Um, I might have shared it with our youth leadership team um, a, a few weeks ago, but it's um, right when this stuff first started happening. And the picture that I got was a large, you know, spatially unaware person who is 99% blind coming into the room and not seeing what was on the ground and knocking over this massive table right in front of him. And that table contained everything that was the church, everything that was good, everything that was bad, everything is on the table. 
And that table was faulty. That table was an old Ikea table, much like the one that my computer is now sitting on in my pretend office. And that table was knocked over and everything that was on the table fell off the table. Now that's only bad for certain things. There are certain dishes, there are certain plates, there are certain items or vases, whatever it might be, that are on the table that as they fall, they bounce, and others that fall and they shatter. And I think that there are certain things that have been on the table that is the church, that as it has fallen, as it has shifted in this seismic tectonic shift, that uh, these things will not outlast. But there are other things that though they are on the ground, dusty and dirty, they will weather the test. And there are certain things that we'll pick back up and we'll put back on the table. And that's good. There are certain norms that need to stay normal. Community, uh, worshiping Jesus, um, growing in God's word, discipleship, loving people, serving the community. Those will never not be uh, major parts of, of church. But then there are other things, and I'll let you insert what you think it might be. There are other things that though they were not good or bad in and of themselves, they just didn't matter that much. I think we're coming into a season of church that understands that we can no longer put so many eggs in the basket of trivial things. There are certain things that we actually have to let go if we want to carry what God has for us to carry. I think the last thing is this idea of as we look forward, we have to build with shifting in mind. James 4 in verse 13 says, listen, you who say to today or tomorrow, we're going to go do this or that in that city, spend a year there, carry on business and make money. Why you who do not even know what will happen tomorrow? What is your life? You are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if it's God's will, then we will live and do this or that. And as it is, you boast in your arrogant schemes. All this boasting is such evil. It's this interesting thing that what has happened is we have gotten in this place where we've said, I'm going to do this today, do that tomorrow. Now, I have a plan to go in my backyard tomorrow afternoon. I plan to do that. I don't think it's sin for me to say that I plan to do that. But what has happened, I, I think we've put our stake in this stuff. We've put our stake in our plans. We've put our stake in the things that we hold so dear and so important. And we've put all of our weight in that. And that has now broken. The legs have broken from out underneath that table, and we can no longer put our eggs on that basket. What we have to do is we have to understand that we are building with shifting in mind. What does that cause us to do? It causes us to build things that will outlast shifting. What can outlast the test of time? What can outlast the test of pressure? What can outlast the test of all of these things is going to be the things that transcend here and now. What has mattered for 2,000 years and will continue to matter. And that's what I'll leave you with. I hope you've enjoyed this. Be sure to rate and subscribe. This is a new podcast. And we're going to be having some guests come on in the coming weeks. And I've already recorded a few episodes and I'm excited to see how this unfolds. And who knows, maybe the zombie apocalypse will have already taken us out before you ever hear this. I don't actually believe that, but you know what? This is post-apocalyptic times, so who knows? It's going to be crazy. I love you all. God bless you. We'll see you next time.